I paid twice for this. This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Deep Star 6. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Smoothie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host, alongside with the botanical, bespectacled, betastical, bejeweled, Justin Waddell. How's it going, sir? Happy Valentine's Day, Nick. That's right. Tonight, almost 9.30 at night, and two grown men are recording on Valentine's Day. You gotta love it. Yeah, I pushed my wife out of the way to get to the microphone. I said, this needs to go out. You got a date with Russell Stover. <laughs> Look, Nick, you know what I like? I have to say, I don't know if you're a fan. I know that we both like circus peanuts. That's the, uh-huh. that's that's something that we share. I like conversation hearts. Do you? I ate a bunch of them this weekend. I love them so much. So I, I got them for the group. I had a bunch of people over and I I'd had a yeah. little bowl of them for everybody. And do you ever read them or you just snack on them? Of course I read them. So this is what I was thinking. I wonder if there's a, there's got to be a company out there yeah, that will there do is. custom there hearts. We should do yep. movie microscope themed conversation well, hearts. Yeah, our thunder got stolen. Why? A few years ago, there was an AI. There was a, a like a, a thing that circulated where an AI chose the words on them, and they were insane. And one of them was body party. <laughs> well, I mean, we could just do a bag of daddy noticed. But I was just yeah. thinking, what else would what else would low en- low energy king could be one? Lek. Yeah. Yeah. Lek. Zoom. Zoom. I guess low energy king wouldn't fit, right? Right. You have to, L-E-K, you have to abbreviate L-E-K. Yeah. Yeah, L-E-K, yeah. Any other ones that you can think of besides body oh. party? Yeah. Of course. Nocturnus. Yeah. <laughs> Nocturnus. I mean, would be perfect. Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> from, the, from the old show. Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the boy from the boy movies. <laughs> or you, or I, I wish it was. <laughs> um, we should consider it, you know. Do you um, remember one of the other ones I said was? I kind of do, because we were in a car when we recorded that. I don't know if you remember that. But yeah. I, I, if I thought about it, I bet I'd remember. That was it. Pat. Was it Pat? What, what, what was the actual name? Brahms. Brahms. <laughs> That's right. And, and Montgomery was your attempt to get there. You sort of remembered it had like a classical... <laughs> That's so good. The boy movies we haven't done, Nick, and I think it's a mistake. Those are classics. Remember, it's about a doll that might be haunted, but someone's really living in the walls, controlling well, that, that little... Well, that's the first one. Maybe the second one is different. I think the second one's a prequel. Fuck, of course. So they, or- they orphaned us. <laughs> Listeners, I have a bit of a cold, so please bear with this 
I've had a bad few days and I am a phlegm machine and I hope to make it as painless as possible for your ears. You're feeling good though, right? Like other than sniffing? I feel okay. I feel okay. I, I, I went for a nice walk today, got some nature in me, you know, some chores. So I felt a little bit more valuable. You dodged. I did. I took my first COVID test in a very long time and I did indeed dodge. Nice. I'm glad that you don't have uh, COVID. That's just a normal cold, I guess, huh? I will attribute it to the weather changes that we had some pretty drastic weather changes past few days. Yeah. And I know that that is a typical culprit when it comes to your body being like, uh, what happened? You know, and I've been spending a lot of time, I don't mean to brag, but I've been spending a lot of time doing little yard works and whatnot. And, uh, I'm not used to that. I'm not built for that. And I, I think my body was, I had a guest this weekend. I ended up having like 20 something people over and the prep for it was a lot. And the recovery from it, I think, I think my body just crashed which made me vulnerable. And here I am recording. And you you told me you did a similar thing to the boy where you have a bunch of people over and there's just a a doll that looks like you're in the middle of the room. And then you just hide, you just hide. I watch from the walls. Yeah. Yeah. Like Gary Busey. Oh my God. Don't get me excited. And Norman Bates, you know, he did. Yeah. He had peepholes cut out than the old norm. Now, did you see, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you saw it. There's this thing that went viral where somebody found in a hotel behind the mirror, they found a room. Oh, God, and there was, no. Yeah. There was a room and a peephole and there was a little corridor to where the guy could get back to his office. When was this? He Recently? Was, yeah. Yeah. In a real hotel. How did they it find was probably, it? It was probably innocent. You know, he probably wasn't super jacking off. Security, you know? And it was in the bathroom, huh? No, it was in the bedroom. The bedroom. So he, oh, because he wanted to watch sexual stuff happening, hopefully. People changing and whatnot. So did they arrest him? What's going on? What's the story? Sounds like, you know, it sounds like that movie, uh, Vacancy. Yeah. No, I believe he was nominated for humanitarian award of some sort. (laughs) Big old dude killing I wouldn't mind having a secret room. I don't need to spy on anybody and, and get, but it would be cool to have a little secret room, you know, like a little, like go back in there and like, you know, read. Exactly. I would want a panic room. I'd want to get nobody knows I'm here room. Yeah, just something like, I guess, just like a little secret, little alcove, you know. But I guess if you need one of those, maybe strange things are happening, you know. No, I just think it's oh. innocent people, people, they're curious sorts. I think reading and, and having a place to just go away is a good thing. Honestly, you know, if I sit down anywhere, my cat is on top of me and, I, and I'm drowsy. So a place I would even hide from the sweetest man from time from to time. Oz, yeah. What if like I found your secret room and I was like, what's a life-size cutout of Felicity Huffman doing in here? You know? And then you, you, you answer yourself. That I just oh. feel, I press, I just feel a quick knock on the back of my skull and I black out. No, you're, you start to say, why would he? And then you're like, oh, well, of course, why wouldn't he? I'm being dragged through gravel. I'm slowly coming to what's <laughs> happening. No one can know, you know, one of those things. What else is happening? You're sick a little bit, but I'm sure you've been, uh, the, your favorite part of the show, you've been watching some things. What a dreary part of the show. <laughs> what have you <laughs> What have you been watching? Anything good? Po- I, I haven't. I watched Apocalypse Now. Redu- Redux, I which I've never things. watched. I haven't seen it either. Did you like it? Yeah, it's a trial to watch. Yeah. That Redux. movie's always been a trial for me, though. And I haven't visited it in 15 years or so. It was nice to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Marty Sheen in there. Super Zoom. 
Who else? Freddie Farr. Candy Clark. Dennis Hopp. Harry Ford. Yeah, you got a tiny bit of Scotty Glenn. Larry Fish. Marley Brand. Larry Fish, how old was he? 15 when he made that? He lied. Yeah, I think he was like 13 or 14 and he said he was Jeez. of age. It's incredible. He lied. He lied. He's a kid actor in Apocalypse Now. That's At least you, yeah, you're on, not only are you sneaking under a movie, you're sneaking onto one of the most bizarre, bonkers productions of all time. And he, he does he get killed in that movie? I don't remember. <laughs> Super dead? He gets distraction. Does he does he make it for a while or does he get killed on the boat? I remember him. He's on in, the boat. He's, he gets killed on the boat, but they're on the boat for the longest amount of time. He lasts a good long time, and then he doesn't. What are his last words? I'm 14. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> he says, "Cannot wait for Morpheus." That's what's so word. funny about him is that since he appears like in Apocalypse Now, you always think he's older than he is. I mean, maybe you do. He's only 36. <laughs> I do love some Lawrence Fishburne, I will say. I was kind of sad they didn't bring him back for uh, that Matrix uh, movie. I'm sure he's kind of happy, maybe, now that it came out, that he wasn't involved. But I think that was a mistake not to bring him back. Maybe he's hard I'm to work sure. with. I told you I watched Green Room. I love it so much. So just, But that's it. I mean, I've been watched a lot lately, other than aquatic horror. What a great genre. My Underwater favorite. terror. You like it better than space? 100%. Seas Seize the new space. That's what they're trying to say for Deep Star Six. You, you know? know what begs to differ? What? My keyboard. What do you mean? C is above space. Have you you love the ocean? Have you spent a lot of time? Not enough, but I love it to death, and I can stare at it for all time. Have you ever been uh, ever swim around or go and oh yeah, sub I've or done, anything? I've I've done scuba diving. I've done snorkeling. I was involved in a troubled production of a sea monster movie that took chunks out of my life. Yeah. Yeah. The, the gamut. But you never went too deep. 60 feet. Yeah. They saw a barracuda. Saw a lob. That's saw good. coral. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not great with the, um, with the inner ear stuff, deep water. You, you start getting a little sick, huh? I felt the pressure and I didn't, I'm not good at equalizing. I'm not a great swimmer. So I'm a, I'm a big fan but I'm more of a fan boy. You know, I'm not somebody who, yeah. my daughter is a marine biology major and she's going to be doing some crazy shit. She'll, I'll get to live vicariously through that. Yeah. You passed your love on to her, I guess. So then she, but she's going to take a little step further. She's going to swim with whales. Well, sharks is her forte. That's going to be her focus. Oh my gosh. She loves them, huh? I said, well, you need to watch the French connection. You need to watch smoking the bandit. Sharks There's are nice. Sharks are the, one of the most under, misunderstood beasts. This side of the creature from Deep Star Six, that little that little shrimp, the little eurypterid, the little cutie, the little crustacean. I don't know what he, he's, he's he's a eurypterid. He, you know, what I like about him. I'm gonna get this out of the way. He's so secretive. You don't you think he's gigantic and he's really not that big. He's pretty know? fucking big. He's big, but then you know, then he sli he slimes through, and he's not that big at first. You don't think, and then he's kind of large. But when they first introduce him by sound, you're like, man, he must be battleship size. I never had that worry. You just thought he was just a little bigger than a man, a little bigger than a normal man or something. <laughs> On the show, we call the movie Microscope. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the show where we zoom in. We lick a fax. We walk weird through the mall. We crib notes off Baphomet's term paper. We grieve for the chicken king. We whistle a happy tune to a dwarf. We open up a muconium stand on the street corner. We get friendly with the chancellor, and we kick a cake across the universe. Watch a movie through a set of destroyed, diseased, inseminoid eyes, man. Eyes that have punctured and learned, disseminated, saturated, let a movie wash on through. See what makes or breaks. So for you, the listener. So we're talking about the other sister. We would talk about the scene where Juliet Lewis dumb cartwheels into a coffin forever. Talk about the little moments. Does she die in that movie? 
I don't know. They don't kill anybody in that movie. She's dumb and she cartwheels into a coffin forever. <laughs> who was it? Was her and Giovan? Giovanni in there, huh? We can and take care of each other. And they get married? I think they do. I yeah. think they make one. Oh, they have a baby? I, I think they get a plus one. I never saw it. I never saw I Am Sam. I don't think. I may have a- seen episode, a Episode, what? I'm sorry. I Am Sam. Is, it, is Dakota Fanning in I Am Sam? I wouldn't know. The other sister. I think that's more respected than I Am Sam, but I could be wrong. I think I Am Sam is what they're making fun of in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. The other sister's got to be bad. I wonder who did it. You'd be surprised. It's a, it's a real person. I mean, I, don't, I can't tell you. I didn't see the movie, but I bet you it's like a Penelope's Fierce or something. 1999, Gary Marshall. Rest in peace. You got a little uh, Diane Keaton in there. Tom Scarrett in there playing Dallas. You have uh, <laughs> Poppy Montgomery. Sarah Paulson. Julie Sarah Paulson. I like I like me some Poppy Montgomery. That's why I mentioned her, I remember. Hector Elizondo in there? Fucking Hector. <laughs> I bet Hector Elizondo is playing like, I bet he's playing a doctor in there when they get pregnant. I bet he's like a... A baby doctor or something. He just has I, a I, doctor vibe. You know? He also has the vibe of somebody who would warn them against being together for their good. You can't put two of these two of these together. Yeah, two wrongs don't make a right. You know what I'm saying? Some people might not know this movie. It's a, the two uh, characters are um, mentally retarded. Ment- yeah, right. And so, yeah. yeah, that's a kind of a forgotten film. Nick, you brought it up. It's not wow. a forgotten film. You don't think so? I can't imagine it is. Well, they did make a sequel, the other, the other, other sister, the. <laughs> The others. And it says here in the trivia that um, uh, on the set, she injured herself dumb cartwheeling into a coffin. <laughs> By the way, top 10 uh, porn category, other sister. And Giovanni, I can't, I mean, I'm sure he, was he in the Avatar movie recently? Yeah, briefly, very briefly. Because he is not. He's Sneaky Pete. What are you talking about? I guess he is kind of Sneaky Pete. And also he was in the offer. You're right. He Good still movie. does work. Kind of a great actor. That'll be your secret. I mean, memorable. He's a great actor at being, hey, look at me, I'm acting. Oh, you don't like him. He's about Marissa Rabisi, his sister. Get, get that wild shit out of here. Used to be married to Beck Zuman. Get him out of here, too. Just a All bunch right. of shitholes, these people. Like Marissa Rabisi. She was in uh, Dazed and Confused. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are in that movie. Mm-hmm. They're not all great. They're not all great people. Zoom in. Big cast, zoom in. Speaking of a big <laughs> cast, Nick. Deep Star 6 has a big cast. I can't believe it. Leviathan had a quaint cast compared to this one. You know, we did Leviathan last time, another underwater terror film. Who's in this movie, Nick? Who's in Deep Star Tar- 6? Tarion Black. That's right. First Hill build. Street. First build and almost one of the first, first kills. <laughs> Yeah. Cindy Pickett, Ferris Bueller's mom's in this. And yeah. she's great in this kind of. Go she's ahead. good. Nia Peeps. Nia Peoples. What else has she been in? Fame. fame. She was on that fame show and she was a musician-ish thing. Dancer-ish. I know she's in a lot of things, but and I think she still works. She's a like- carpenter. She's a carpenter. I can't. I, I, she's on Instagram. Did you see that shit? She got a lot of like religious, a lot of religious kind of like positive stuff. But she's a amateur carpenter. Is this a joke or is this for real? No, I mean, I went on her Instagram. She's in her 60s now. She is. Uh, I went to her wiki. She's been married a bunch of times. Yeah, four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her business is the people's under the stairs. <laughs> you got Elia Baskin in this, Nick. I think he's Ooh. from 2010. He always plays a Russian sub commander or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's very memorable, still working. I love his look. He's got a very likable face. Good actor. Like, he just very memorable, dude. It was, it was Didn't make it too long into this one. Gets crushed. Dies quietly. You got Miguel Ferrar. 
Ferrer. Can't ever say his and name right. Gasping Ferrer at the end of this shit. Gets the best death. He's great. He's a legend. And he's in this yeah. playing the character that has like almost the most to do in this movie. He has a, he goes through some swings, some mood swings in this show. Doug Greg Evigan in this bearded. Uh, what's he known for that TV show? He was BJ, uh, the, BJ bear the bear. Was. And then he was yeah. also uh, my two dads. It was a big TV show. He did um, about the Brian, two yeah. heterosexual dads that team up and take care of, I, I, I guess a daughter. They don't know if it's theirs or not. Like I think it's something like that. It's That's confused premise. with BJ and the bunny, the movie that Vincent Gallo made. <sighs> Is Paul right? Is Paul Reiser on My Two Dads? There's someone else on My Two Dads that is sure. I mean, I gotta zoom in, right? American sitcom Nick. Also, number two, Porn Search. My God, I'm so right. Paul Reiser and Greg Evigan, and guess who was in that show, Nick? Give me a hint. Give me a hint. You just slammed him, Giovanni Ribisi. Yep. Holy shit, box. Young Giovanni Ribisi in this, honing his craft. Who else in this? Paying attention to Greg Evigan's every acting choice. You got Nancy Everhart in this. I loved her in this. I movie, am man. still living with your ghost. I liked her so much that I went. I saw that she had a uh, co-star role in Dolph Lundgren's The Punisher. Found it on YouTube. Fast forwarded to her scenes, which Kill are it. dire. That movie sucks. <laughs> Mark Lester directed that, I believe. I didn't know. I didn't pay attention. Did I pull it out? I bet you got it right. Rarely wrong. Mark Goldblatt. You're wrong. I knew it was, an, I knew it was a Mark. He's, he's still acting up, or directing up a storm, I imagine, after that one. Lundgren is, is directing a lot these days. Did you see on his uh, Instagram last week? Hmm. This week? No, I don't just, follow him. Mr. Dolph just became a U.S. citizen. Congrats, Dolph Lundgren. I'm going to say this, and this is no slight to Dolph Lundgren, who I, who I like. The Punisher sucks. I don't like that character. I don't like his any of his movies. I didn't Warzone's, see the show. Warzone's a delight. That's not true. Okay, okay, you're right. Warzone is good. I forgot about it for some reason. I just don't like the character that much. And was the show any good, the, the Netflix show? I mean, people love it. It's fine. You it's, saw it? You watched it all? I watched all of season one and a decent amount of season two. And like considering it. who the star is, that's a commitment for me. Bernthal. I, I, there's something about that you, character. You know. You don't like somebody who solves everything with bullets? <laughs> I don't. Anyway, you didn't mention the number one star yet. That who's who, who's besides Tom Bray, who's really killing it in this movie. Who is it? The Eurypted brother. Yeah, the Eurypted, but also that guy that we love, the older guy who was uh, Tom Bray's partner, who we also brought up. We talked about him in another episode, being really <laughs> likable. He was really likable in another movie that we did. It might have been that Den, Den and Buried or something. Was he in that? It, he was in a movie. Well, you sure it's not Tom Bray? Because Tom Bray was in the prowler. No, Tom Bray is the TV actor. TV actor. No, the guy I'm talking about is the older actor, Ron Carroll. Okay, and yeah, we yeah. Did, we did, uh, what movie did we do with him? And we liked him so much. House. He was in House, and we loved him in that. What he was a really, House? He was a cop, and he was just a really likable character in that. Oh, that was him, huh? Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, he he didn't have much to do in this, but he was he was likable in this. Those what guys. blows my mind is that he's still alive. That makes me so happy because he was old then. And it looks like he's a recent picture on his IMDb. Got old in the light, Ron Carroll. Says he does soundtrack stuff. What's, what the? Is he singer? Is he a crooner? Who knew, man? By the anyway. way, listeners, uh, I got a notification I shared with Justin. I got one more year on my domain registration for oldinthedark.com. 
<laughs> and moviemicroscope.net. I still own those domains. We need to for- do something with both those sites, but especially Old in the Dark. Nick, explain that term in case people don't know. I don't remember what episode it was. I think it, we were, I don't remember who we were talking about. Yeah, but I, I said that I I was I kind of in real time came to the conclusion that there are, are actors who got old in the I said he got old in the dark, which means we saw them and then we the, the most when we saw them again they were suddenly old. You know, I was I think Richard Lewis is an example of somebody who got old in the dark. That the actor that you brought him up from uh, the thing who played Palmer who was in Gone Girl got old in David the dark. David Clennon. David yeah. Clennon. And I just thought it was I mean it was kind of funny and it's not mean. Really? Can you imagine? Remember in Social Network, the movie, he came up with Face Smash. Can you imagine if there was something like that? And it's just an actor. It's a picture of them in their prime. Uh And then if you click on them, you could find out if they got old in the dark or not. Like Jon Stewart sort of got old in the dark, even though he was in the light. Yeah, I definitely, he definitely didn't get old in the dark. He just got old. I mean, he's on TV all the time, so he got old in real time. He's still looking all right, though. And I was telling, you know, here's somebody who got old in the super old in the dark, who turned 73 yesterday. David Naughton from AmeriCorps Alpha London got old as fuck in the dark. He's been looking old, though. And he got that white hair now, you know? Well, that's the first clue that you got mm-hmm. old in the dark, yeah. But what was surprising when you mentioned that, I, I googled Gr- Griffin Dunn's age, his his uh, partner in crime in American War with London. Griffin Dunn five years younger than David Naughton. Supposed to also, play. way way more prolific than him. Well, yeah, for sure. Dunn also kind of a director too, and maybe a writer. He did that yeah. weird movie with um, Don't Don't Ever Hate Me and Him. Don't <laughs> Ever Hate Me and Him. The Talking Penis movie. No, he directed the movie. With Matthew Broderick and Meg Ryan. Do you remember this? It's called like Anything for Love or something like that. It's kind of sure. a, a weird, wild movie. His directing career wasn't wasn't huge. Anyway, back to Deep Star Six, Nick. Let's let's spoil it for the listeners right out the gate. Yep. Let's spoil let's let's spoil let's throw a surprise their way right out of the gates. It's a good movie. <laughs> I don't know it's how. Kind of, it's kind of good. <laughs> It is a shock good. to me because, you know, this is one of those things. Leviathan and Deep Star Six and the Abyss, I think, all came out around the same Lords time. of the Deep. Stop forgetting Lords of the Deep. I've never seen Lords of the Deep. God damn it. But Even more. Oh, I always link these two. I always link Leviathan and Deep Star Six. And I always remembered that they were. I think I saw both of them, the, of them in the theater. I always remember them to be pretty bad movies. And I think Deep Star Six has aged pretty well. The Leviathan but, sucks, but this but, is pretty good. But gun to your head, previous to this, these viewings, there's no way we wouldn't have both said Leviathan's a better of movie. Course. Gun to your head, yeah, yeah. Two weeks not, ago, not, yeah, not even close. By the way, it's a, not even close. I mean, this movie has uh, real characters. Like it's, it tries to be. It's in. I, I saw someone make, making fun of fun of it on YouTube. The effects. I don't even think the effects yeah. are bad. Well, the effects of the boats going through the cat, you know, there's they're some, fine. It's very, it's very fantastic voyagey. Yeah, I think they're fine. Like, I don't, I don't think it's, it's terrible. Like, I don't know. I like this movie. Obviously, it's another movie that wants to be uh, like Alien. It's more of its own thing than Leviathan was. So it's more successful. Yeah, I was shocked, man. <laughs> I like it. The characters do care. They do real things. They have real relationships. They actually do real things on this facility. It feels that lived in. Like these people actually have jobs. It's not exciting in that respect. It's it's sort of we spent a lot of time watching these guys do drills, basically mm-hmm. trying to figure shit out. But it's smart and it's well done. 
I say it's, I think it's a little tense. I, I, I like, and the thing is you like the characters and you, and they like each other. That's like a big thing too, is there's no like Daniel's, I mean, other than Miguel, uh, but even he, he, he's suffering for from a fatigue from being underwater so much. He's, he's really, he's begging he, to get out and he, and he's suffering from some sort of whatever Michael Bean might've had in the abyss right, sort of like abyss. where he's, he's been under, he's been under underwater too long and his head's going, fuck but you, sir. Even when he starts to lose it, he still has like, and, and things are really going poorly. <laughs> he's still, the doctor still has compassion for him. Like they, this is like, it's, it's an interesting choice. And I, I think you know, the people feel like they have real relationships. Speaking of Valentine's Day, Nick, this movie's romantic. There's some couples bopping around on the sea base. Been down there for a long time and they've been hooking up. It starts out. We there. forgot to mention, uh, you forgot to mention his best buddy. Oh, yeah, Matt McCoy. We didn't mention him. Yeah, From Matt Sasquatch McCoy. Sasquatch or Abominable, whatever, yeah. Yeah, who's a good actor? He showed up in um, some pretty great. He's an, he's an LA confidential, too, I think. Yeah, yeah. So who directed this movie, Nick? Sean S. Cunningham. Of the Friday 13th franchise. Right. Hasn't directed a lot of movies. He's directed enough, if you ask me, just to just to write him out. What's his best movie? Let's see here. He's done a billion movies. Am I wrong? He's done a billion movies. They, who did Lake Placid? That's who I was getting confused Steve with. Steve Miner. Yeah, I, I, yeah, those two guys are both. Because one of them did one, like they followed each other on Friday 13th. Yeah. So he did Art of Marriage Together. Case of the Full Moon Motors, Here Come the Tigers, Manny's Orphans, Friday Thirteenth, Strangers Watching, Spring Break, New Kids, Deep Star Six, XCU, Terminal Invasion, Trapped Ashes, and The Nurse with Purple Hair. So he's done, and he's produced a ton of shit. Nurse with Purple Hair is a documentary, I think. Sorry, those don't count as films. Get off my dick. I just want to say one thing. I mean, those <laughs> you're rattling off like a bunch of movies I never heard of. Well, I didn't say he's direct. I was just qualifying that he's worked his tits off. He's not directing narrative features anymore is what i'm saying he's old he's old in the dark let's just put it out there he got old in the dark uh he did trapped ashes mother i mean who's <laughs> in, in trapped ashes it's an anthology film it's got all the best it's got all the best chase bartok's in that you know you got tig runyon tamo pekikit rio hishibashi i mean all the best you know let me guess what it's about his of- segment <laughs> a bunch of people running around with nets around, near a volcano. It's it's just they took all the mirror shards from Army of Darkness and don't do with it. It's pretty good. <laughs> so the the best movie he was involved in House the House series, which Steve Miner did. So he produced them and Steve Miner directed. New Kids is a movie I kind of dug back in the day. That's a I that movie scared me. Speaking of uh, Felicity Huffman, right? She in that. No, Lori Laughlin is her compatriot. Oh, that's right, Lori Laughlin. They both have that scandal. You're right. <laughs> New kids would be interesting to do because I, I, I think someone gets gets bricked to death on like a, at a, a playground, like a kid, and I, like I wasn't expecting to see to see death at, Jamie, at such a young age. Jamie Spader in this. I said, uh, I said, you know, as a little kid, I was like, how can little kids die? You know, and then zoom in. The world. <laughs> I'll give nightmare. you. I'm going to give you a, 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 I'm going to follow up here. He's not directing movies anymore. Comment. Okay. He's 82 years old. That's all right. Ridley Scott's 84 or something. Yeah, but there's one Ridley Scott. I'm going to just go ahead and say the premise of this movie is an underwater facility gets attacked by a Eurypted, a Eurypterid. And they Which is it. it? Which is it? We got to get it right. Is it a Eurypterid? Eurypterid. I don't, how are we supposed to say that? I just love that we've done movies with the Cathoga. Yes. Eurypterids. We had, what was the fucking, uh, 
We had the cuties. We had the cephal. What do you call those little cuties that were in the bay? Oh yeah, yeah. Something they weren't that- cephal- uh, They were. The- my favorite isopod or something isopods, which I have a stuffed version of it in my other room. I put the Eurypterid in there somewhere. He's a cutie. He is. He he is a little bit of a cutie and he's minded his own. They, they blow up an area he's hiding in. He can only, there's only one thing he can do is deal, but the movie starts off and here's something that's so I love about it. It's so uncool right from the beginning. Yeah. It's an uncool movie in every way. And that's probably why it's sort of forgotten because there's nothing cool about it at all. It's, they're, I mean, fair people enough. Are, people are in love. They, they, he, he proposes to her because their little bean is coming out. Later. The credits come up over stock footage of sea life with generic music. It's amazing. It feels, it feels rough. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love it. And then the first scene. It goes deeper and deeper, and they keep showing different you know, ocean, oceanic creatures. And I was like, Nick's got to love this stuff. Oh uh, yeah, I love it. And yeah, I know that your favorite sh- shot in the movie, by the way. I'm, I'll reveal it once we get there. I know it already. I don't know, but there's jellyfish. There's a, I think, a blue shark. There's some weird stuff. But here's something: the movie starts off, and Greg um, Evigan and what's her name, Nancy Lisa Everhard. Everhard, Nancy, Nancy Everhard. Her name plays Joyce in the movie. I think they they wake up in bed together, and the mics are so hot. You hear every mouth noise that he makes, and every time they move the sheets, it makes mm-hmm. a it's so loud. And there's so moving, much. They've been moving sheets all night. If you feel me, you know there's so much Speaking mouth noise, so much mouth noise, so much breathing, so much sighing. Sounds and like a podcast. Some, it's a nightmare. She's not doing us any favors either. It starts off easy on the eyes. Nick old Nancy ever heard. You think so? Yeah. She has short hair in this. She had like a short haircut. I was like, what do you think? You, you always, you, you kind of don't like some of the, the short haircutted heroines that we've had in the show in a very, but Nia Peoples has short way. hair in this too. She looks like a right. ponytail. I can't remember. Maybe. I don't, here's what. Here's the. the I liked the, Everhard more. This I watched it twice during, mm-hmm. and I I had to rent it twice because it expired. I watched this movie twice, and I paid twice for it. <laughs> hey, I paid twice for this. That's I might buy the Blu-ray at some point. I mean, it, it's kind of recent. I, the most I as we're talking about the women's haircut in this, which is super shallow. Their haircuts. Greg Evigan's beard in this. It's immaculate. Oh. It's a great movie beard. Yeah. I mean, he's looking his best here. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Plays a, like a sub driver. Is that his job on this, the rig? He's yeah. He? he's an enlisted man. And, and she's a Navy SEAL. Yeah, she's got credit. Heard. Yeah, she's got credit. Or cred. So what? anyway, they wake up together, and he's having like a, a, a bad dream. And she's like, that's the third time you've had a bad dream this month. She's counting his dreams, Nick. That's how into him she is. <laughs> Yeah. Keeping track of his dreams. Um, usually, if you're really in a relationship and someone starts telling you about their dreams, they're, they're zoning out, you know? You're like, yeah. Oh, unless, it's, unless it's Billy Ocean. <sighs> Robert Englund's chauffeur. That burrito had me at gunpoint. That's the third time you had that dream this month. And so she... Uh, I took a Keanu Reeves-shaped shit. <laughs> Tired of your dreams. <laughs> so, anyway, they start ta- you know, talking. She... You know, they, you, you you quickly know that they that they are they've been hot and heavy down a, a, aboard you know in the sea base for months. She starts bringing up marriage to him, which he is not ready to talk about, um, kind of resistant to. And she she says uh, he says to her, "You're just like one of the guys." What does she do? She she grabs a pee pee. She goes goes for the pee pee grab, and he goes, "Like I said, 
<laughs> and then she says, I ripped my IUD. And he's like, oh, what? And she goes, no, no, we're about to be attacked by your rip to rib. Sorry, I, I mispronounced. And he wipes his brow. Whew. Yeah, you could already hear the baby forming in this scene. You know, so he he basically, I don't know, they're in one facility and then they mm. do shifts, right? So yeah. Greg and his uh, and Matt McCoy drive these people back and forth. So there's two different shifts of people that are working, I'm guessing. Yeah. So we get to go in this cute little submersible and we get to meet Matt McCoy. And what kind of hat is Matt McCoy wearing? I don't think I zoomed in that hard. I kind of he's remember wearing that. He's wearing a Purina Chow hat. Oh, my God. Absolute best. I, how did I miss it? <laughs> I thought Are you, you kidding me? That. Not kidding at all. I thought you would have loved that. I didn't notice it. <laughs> that's an that's an incredible hat. Did you find it? What do you mean? Did I find it? it oh, uh, on, have, I mean, that might be the Millennium Falcon of this movie. Then, and I didn't even notice it. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, have. So- a good, yeah, they're besties. Like. Uh, and that's what I'm talking about, how this is like kind of a weird, oddly romantic movie or oddly horny film, is that Matt McCoy and Nia Peoples are also hot and heavy. And, you know, look, they've been down there for months. They've been building the sea base. They're about to build a platform to put nukes on. Is that what you call it? What do they call it? A sleigh Sex. or a sled? A sled? Oh, okay. I think they're talking about their hot fucking. And you don't look. You get in close confines, and all of a sudden, maybe Evigan above water is a six, but down down below, or among their Euripids, he's a he's a he's a ten, maybe an eleven. You know. Yeah. Same goes for those others. Yeah. Nia Peoples, cutie. She's you know left her bra topside. We find out. Yeah, and never gets to fetch it. Unfortunately. Yeah, there's her nipples have their own little subplot in this movie, basically. <laughs> I did I did not also didn't notice that or the Perina Chow hat. I need to zoom in a little harder here. So no, there's a scene there's a scene where she is begging the um South African gentleman to study the study the Eurypter, Eurypterids area. Yeah. Before wants, they, they this yeah. and he's denying her, but she is wearing zero bra and it's the camera is like, check this out mm, the entire okay. time. The entire time. So yeah, her her character is the scientist that studies the seafloor. You know, super boring. But she's she's heard tell that there might be strange creaker creatures creakers creakers. She says underneath the uh, the seafloor, and she wants to study them. If there's a cavern, she wants to swim in, or she wants to at least uh, release a drone into it. And um, this guy, he's all business. He's like, no, 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 we gotta rush this nuclear platform, um, this nuke holder, so we can get back to the surface and have Christmas with our families or something. So that's kind of what kicks off all the problems is they kind of rush this last thing that they're building. And they blow a hole in a hollow space and thus letting our sweetie out. And then endanger a little tiny model that that, that they're filming. (laughs) (laughs) But I love it. I love the little cute little. It's like a little too. bulldozer down there. Yeah. And there's two guys in it, and they're backing away from the ever widening hole in the in the seabed. <laughs> Is or that what you call it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. So, what what did you think about them always going 
umbilicals locked. Why do they keep talking about umbilicals all the time in, in sci-fi movies? I love it, man. It's a big part of the abyss too. I mean, yeah. that's you know, that's your lifeline. When you're down in the bottoms, you gotta you gotta link things up. Meanwhile, you know, there's also another umbilical, umbilical movie yeah. uh, that takes place after this film. Another umbilical that Greg Evigan eventually is gonna cut. Yeah, if he doesn't cut and run, actually, those two kiss. By the way, at work. Yeah, and and oh. then and then Matt McCoy's asking for a planter on his cheek right after. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, this... is that out of line? I don't <sighs> look. The relationships aren't secret, right? They they're together. Right. People know it, but it still work, you know. So I don't know. I guess so. That's fine. Yeah, they sixty nine across the pool table too. If you remember that scene. <laughs> Miguel Ferrer's like I. You're you're in my shot, but they do they do invoke the sweetheart, and then the our boys are down there, and unfortunately the first victims of the Eurypterid right. are Thomas Bray and Ron Carroll. Yeah, and Ron, Bray had, for some reason has this weird Southern accent that wasn't really called for. So they he's kind of the nerd of the group. He, he's likable. They release a drone into this um, this hole. Hell yeah! <laughs> you know they have like visual, and and all of a sudden it. It's static, you know, they're watching it, the static happens, they hear some kind of mechanical squawk, and it no longer works. And so they have to go after it. That's what they decide. That's the mistake they make, is they think they're going to get in trouble if they lose this drone. What I think is your favorite shot in the film is they show that poor little drone uh, that's, you know, broken and and knocked down, and he has, Uh, has like, a bunch of little white jellyfish all over Jellyfish, they're all all cute and not over it. They're just resting on him, or her, or it. (laughs) By the way... Not real jellyfish. I don't know if you noticed the strings that pull them up in that scene. Another thing I loved. Of course. they. And I still think it's a pretty cool a shot, though. Don't you? I mean, it gives sentience to jellyfish. I guess there, there's that, yeah. They couldn't wait for it. They're they so excited to see this new piece of technology enter their domain. It, re- it reminded me of some of the trials I would run, to, run, to, run into in the Echo the Dolphin series, though. <laughs> jellyfish ain't nothing but a bitch, man. <laughs> It's a huge zoom. Why, what, are, what do they do in that game? Well, it's just, yeah, you're a wayward dolphin in that yeah. game. They got to come up with obstacles other than sharks and, and the lack of air. So everyone's mm-hmm. all jellyfish. You got to team with jelly bass. And they zap you. Probably zap you. I think they may, they, may, either they may take some of your precious air when you bump into them. You ever, just like, you ever get stung by a oh jelly? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Hurts. Yeah. And then peeing on it isn't really the solution, but you do it anyway because it's how often do you have a license to piss on yourself? You didn't piss on yourself the minute it happened. I go to I go to people on the beach. I start pissing on them. Like, oh, there was a jellyfish there a minute ago. She's like, I'm reading a novel. I'm on land, and I was like, and I've come. No, but jelly, jellyfish are weird. I jumped onto one from a boat once, and that was fun. Oh Sweetheart. man, it stung you immediately. So I landed on it. Did you kill and it? I, I don't think you can. They're, they live forever. They're yeah. invincible. You know that they're immortal, right? No. They're immortal. They never die. They, that's what immortal means. Like, I mean, I, they could die if they wash ashore. They're obviously going to die. Yeah, but they are immortal in the like. There's some weird thing that they're immortal because I was actually looking at a jellyfish tank. They have this jellyfish perpetual tank thing. Those bitches live forever. Like you'll they'll bury you, and those guys will still be kicking ass in there. Really, they're like turtles, sort of. They live a long. Well, time. turtles. Yeah, they live turtles do die. You say you're saying jellyfish just don't die. There is an immortality element to a jellyfish. I'm not all jellyfish. Let me let me see if I'm talking out my pee pee hole. Oh, I meant they're immoral. They like to have illicit. Well, I typed jellyfish. I am, and it said jellyfish immortal. Yep, they're immortal. It's interesting because I now to come to think of it, I have seen. I did see this jellyfish uh, once at the Georgia Aquarium that had this giant white beard. You know. <laughs> 
and a cane. No, they're was, immortal. That that was a sick one because they if if you, the ones you the ones that look forever youthful, are the ones you got. I know, careful. like I, I got tricked because I was like, oh, that's an old one, and he dropped the cane and did a forward somersault like Willy Wonka. <laughs> they're immortal, huh? Just like Highlander. The thing that sucks about them though is they're dumb. They're they're just so basic. They're fucking mid as a species. God's like, uh, hey, uh, jellyfish. Uh, I decided I had one one of these. I'm going to make you guys immortal. I had one of them. Not not humans, but I'm going to make jellyfish immortal. They're like, oh, fuck, yes, it's incredible. And, then, like, and then he says, let me send a lightning bolt down to JonBenet Ramsey, though, right now. He, sa- he said, uh, then he goes, just do me this one solid. Don't ever wash ashore or get bumped or hit coral a little hard. Because then you're not immortal anymore. It goes away. He's like, I'm going to mix it up a little bit more. I'm going to make people think peeing on themselves is a solution to you. wonder how that came about, you know? Germans. So, Nick, did you notice the sea base? Although, if you diarrhea on it, it does indeed kill the sting. Let's just try all three today, guys. (laughs) Something's got to work. Can you just maybe rub honey on it? Maybe that'll work. No, no, no. Let me spray diarrhea all over it. Nick, the sea base looks like an underwater castle it looks like a russian looks like something out of tetris to me just looks insane you know and i love it like what a great place to live you know and start a family uh, unbeknownst to old greg evigan well it was just a regular checker piece but they got it all the way across the sea (laughs) anyway so two two characters down in this large cast and then there's two characters that are kind of monitoring him uh, nancy everhard and Ilya baskin and, yeah. and they are they are out keeping tabs in. They're they're out in the little kind of like substation off the base proper, and they get rammed by well the Euripted, but they don't know what, and um, it wrecks their shit. Um, <laughs> they are all top. They're all Star Trek. Like they kind of. Like, I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah, water's coming in. Yeah, you know, the Russian uh, guy who quoted Emerson, by the way, right before he I gets know. hurt. He has this Emerson quote. He's really hurt. And then, you know, it's, they don't know what's going on, but, but they do, I think they do shut off the lights, right? They, they kind of, in case that's attracting the creatures, I think that happens. It happens at some point. Yeah. They realize that, but they are in a bad way. The other team has to come together to kind of find out like, why are they not communicating with them? And well, that, Tatarian you know, Black, Miguel Ferrer is grumpy because he's trying to do stuff. They reach out to him because they've mm-hmm. lost the, the mini sub, the people there. And by the time Miguel Ferrer gets the captain to speak to them, they've also been disrupted. Yeah. So Tarian Black is like, I'm grabbing Evigan and we're going to see. Yeah. They we go have out. like a little bonding moment for, with them where they're kind of, because Evigan, he's like, why don't you marry this dame? And Evigan's like, what, what could, she don't want from me. I'm a piece of junk. And Tarian Black's like, look, man, I got this picture of you candid photo. No, he doesn't. That's later. He's like, you guys rock. You need to go stick a knife on it or a ring around it, whatever you want to do, whatever your thing is. And Greg Evans is like, maybe, maybe I will just like take her up to the surface and still fuck her. But yeah, we, that's where you find that Nancy Everhart is like super, like she's like a super decorated, like, didn't she go to, she she, she was the first woman to do the seal thing. Yeah. She's Greg Evigan. Basically he's like, I, I drive underwater. That's what I do. I, that's all I do. But the, yeah, they, maybe they're the guys that kill the lights. I think they're they're the ones that are smart smart enough. Well, the Eurypterid starts to yeah. zoom in on it, and then Tarian Black says that, and then they yeah, there's radar. They they see this thing approaching the radar, so they they go dark. It, it avoids them. They eventually do get to this very damaged uh, mini sub or whatever and attempt to rescue. But unfortunately, our bearded Russian gentleman. 
Yeah, he gets pinned to death. Yeah, he gets crushed. And he 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 he's comes to his wounds because they have to whittle down the cast. They're paying too much for this cast. They got a big caster. <laughs> and then on for, what do they do to get into that ship that really spells doom for Terry and Black? What are you talking about? Well, they have to crank open the door manually. And it and shuts shuts on his body. Decides to, to after they get uh Nancy Everhart out of there, give her a hug or two. He's the last one out, and it yeah, it crushes it crushes him. He does a weird thing though. He's 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 saying save yourselves, but then he hits this flood button. I don't know why he. It's has not weird. Button. I think what he's doing, he knows that the he's what forcing he, their hand. He's forcing their hand because he knows that this this ship is going to go over this. It's on the edge of this cliff. It's going to pull, and you know they docked with it. It's going to pull everybody down into this cavern. They're running out of time, and they're trying to save him. They won't leave him, and so he. He hits this button, which starts bringing all the water in. And so, they, yeah, it forces them back into the mini sub. They have to leave him. He's actually really good in this movie. I, I didn't know this actor. You had mentioned was him. He, I think he was from Hill, Hill Street Blues or something. Yeah. He worked a lot. I mean, he says he, he he I think he's from Atlanta. Oh, my God. Yeah. Super Zoom. I bumped into him. But, yeah, so then there three are down in this very large cast. No, um, four. Who else? Two, two guys in the sub, the Russian. Oh, here. yeah. You're right. Four. Can't, can't zoom in. And probably the Eurypterid's buddy got squashed down there we don't even know about that sadness they reconvene in this the sea base by the way i will everybody's a little too li- cheery in the in the sea base i thought for all yeah. this tragedy they don't well they, they, they do have a confirmed i will say there's a great line of dialogue that might be lost to some of our younger listeners when she when when they're out there exploring this new place she wants to get a record of this mm-hmm. and, and you know some some video uh and the command is uttered start the vcr yeah, I know it's to say VCR. Utter tech. I love it so much. Uh, they also mentioned the, the term photomigration, which I think <laughs> means this creature is attracted to the light. It migrates towards the light. I think that's what it means. Nick, did you ca- yeah. catch the cutest joke in a movie that we've done in a long time? Give me a hint. So they're doing a systems check with... Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. And yes. it's Matt McCoy, and they're checking off a bunch of the, the systems. They give Miguel Ferrer the business. And uh, Matt McCoy said, they're going through all this stuff. And he says, Henway. I'm talking about the head, Henway. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Miguel Ferrer, Ferrer says, what's a Henway? And he goes, about three to four pounds. And they all, they love it. They love their little hen joke, which, and it's so cute, I have to say. Can, can I zoom in? Mm-hmm. Long similar lines in a previous episode we did underwater, Henwick. Oh, yeah. Jessica Henwick. Look at this little guy. He's just sitting here participating in the Oz. Oz. Yeah, he's, he's the third host. So, Nick, God didn't like that joke because Matt McCoy gets bitten in half later on. Much later on, yeah. But that's all right. He gets that one out. It's a cutie. That's a guy you'd like to work with. Not at all. Harmless jokes, wearing the Purina Chow hat. (laughs) He gets ripped by the Eurypt, though, for sure. Yeah. And his girlfriend gets to watch his guts move around the room, which I thought was adorable. Yeah, he, uh, he gets some hanging guts out of his little deep diving suit. That's it's pretty but I'll gross. Tell you, if this movie was a success, there would be a toy of that for sure. I'm surprised yeah. they haven't done a toy of this, you know, with all those different nostalgia toys you can get at Target. I'm surprised can, it's not a deep. It's like an intact toy. You can pull it. It's like, and then you can pull it and the guts hanging out. Yeah. That's not yeah. bad. They can use the same mold that they use for the black Hawk down figure. Darth Maul. Tell my wife. Oh. Oh. Things are starting to ask. And yeah. then they start to realize they got a Eurypterid on their hands. They got to figure out how to get to the surf. But, uh-oh, 
damage has happened. They got to figure out how to fix everything to make the yeah. decompression be solved. It's crushed. Yeah. And so the, we do, a, they do a lot of problem solving in real time. And that's the core of the third act really is their problem solving, but, yeah, it's, it's, but it's sort of compelling. It's compelling. They're working together. The year rip isn't yet to be seen. Like it's not, it doesn't really show its ugly self till the last maybe 20 minutes of the movie, really? Yeah. 25 minutes of the movie? But yeah, there's a lot of problem solving happening. Uh, one of the things they have to do is the ship, the, the sea base is damaged and leaking. They have to kind of make sure the roof doesn't collapse on them. And so they're yeah, working all the time for that. But what do they have to do outside? They got to fix something. Who do they got to send out? Matt McCoy. Before all this happens, though, my, you know, my favorite character in the film, the doctor played by um, Ferris Bueller's mom, she does a check on Nancy Everhart and, and Greg Evigan's in there like... God, is she going to be okay? And they hear a heart, two heartbeats. And Evigan's like, what's that? And Nancy says, that's our Should baby. It's a prequel to the Robert Townsend film. And Evigan goes, you got to flush it. You got to flush it immediately. <laughs> he screams, I don't want to be a dad. And he runs, <laughs> he's crying all over the ship. You see him building a, a flight of stairs into the facility for him to kick her down. He keeps put, sprinkling fish food on her. He's, she's like, what are you doing? Well, she ripped your IUD. <laughs> anyway, so these characters, man, they start. It's tough. You know you're going to lose somebody. Yeah. You don't want to. I don't want to lose any of these guys. At least there's no accidental deaths. No. People that are killed by their own teammates. At least there's none of that. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> it's like, did they invent a weapon just to make, just because they had a good idea for like a weird kill? I don't know, but I love it. I'm sure that's a real weapon. So Matt McCoy goes outside to do some welding, underwater welding, which is always, it's just the best. <laughs> Who doesn't love to see that, you know? Yep. Looks Especially so on a Tuesday. Yeah. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that's going to attract like a, a sea monster. He gets it. Yeah. He's in this gigantic, one of those gigantic diving suits, which is just it's so a, bubbly. Cool. I love incredible. it. It's so cute. Yeah. It's so huge on him. I guess. It, and so then he's out there and then all of a sudden, they they lose like uh, communication with them. They hear like frantic noises, and all of a sudden he's in the airlock. Like, yeah, oh, he's back. He's good. He's okay. Is he okay? He is okay. Yeah. Until until something else. They said there's something else in the airlock. So yeah, he can't climb out of the airlock himself because that suit's so heavy. They have to kind of wench him out. They got to put chains on him and pull him out or whatever. Yeah. And as they're doing this, he's screaming. Because he says there's something in the airlock with me or whatever that thing is. And yeah. there is. Rip. Oh, Rip himself. And he lives <laughs> up to his name. There's a there's a lot of discussion about how bad the creature for this movie is. Yeah. He's no worse than Leviathan. He's better than Leviathan. Okay. Leviathan is a creature. We have an accord. Keeps, keeps changing and, and getting more and more like human-like, I think. Or at least, you know what I'm saying? And it's got like little faces on it to try to, you know, the, the, yeah. the people it consume to make it eerier. That sucks. This this is just a meat and potatoes monster, you know. I'm yeah. fine with it. Actually, a little a little old bay and meat and potatoes. We're we're talking. It's got a big old mouth, and he uses that to bite the legs and I guess peen off of Matt McCoy and consume <laughs> it. And he and then he gets flung but around that little I no I love his sweetie eyes though. He's got very authentic shrimp eyes cuz I got a pair of shrimp in my uh in my tank in the other room, three three of them with the same eyes. I love it. It, it, it brought me close to home. Is that real quick? Yeah. Shrimp immortal. You know this? <laughs> Not in my kitchen. They live to be 600. What do you have shrimp? I have a, I've like five fish tanks. I know, but like 
A shrimp I've is. Got, I, I've, I've got three bamboo shrimp and then a, a handful of cleaner shrimp in one um, of my tanks. What do the bamboo shrimp do? They clean. They've got those uh, the hands that have the nets, and they just like they gather pl- shit and put it in their mouth. They're adorable. And, how, and you've had them for a while. Are these guys new? Uh, they're my new. The tank I reconfigured about a month ago, and they mm-hmm. they uh, they molted. They've already molted twice, which yeah. is cool. They leave oh, their, their shells behind. The shrimp are. I, I'm a. I'm a. I'm love shrimp. I love them so much. They're so cute to watch. You think that your rip molts? Oh my god, it molts. Yeah, it molts all day. Speaking of, who's having the best the best day in this movie? Uh, I don't know. Do you rip? Oh, <laughs> he's ever never eaten so well. You know, he's never. First of all, he's never been out of his cavern. Then he finds out that there's the warmest species to eat. But his day goes from good to great to worse, though, doesn't it? I mean, does he die? I yeah, it's it's inconclusive at the end. I mean, he has a he has a Jason Voorhees. Re- he really does. Crystal Lake reveal at the end. You know, he does. And I, and you know, it's funny. Directed by Sean S. Cunningham too. You yeah. Know? But there's there's never one there's never one crustacean shithole. You know, there's probably yeah. dozens of those guys down there. He might be the runt rip. Or the one that was like testing the waters. Let me go out and uh, I'll get back to you guys to see if it's good out there. And then he just kind of hogged all the food for himself. Yeah, he's like the Urukai that that tries to penetrate Helms Deep first just to test it out. Yeah, you're right. So he ain't course, Jesus everybody Christ. Everybody scrambles. They're out of there. They got to get out of that room and they lock the old old rip in the room and they're trying to figure out what to do. And they're right. like, we got to get out of this. We got to get out of the seat base onto the surface. They're having problems. You know, they have the, the ship's damaged or the base is damaged. It's, they can't just go up. They got to decompress. You know, it's just whatever. Okay. So they decide to kill Rip. <laughs> and what do they have? They got some shotguns. They got a, a device that shoots air into your body. Yeah, they got these little uh, these sticks that you yeah, shoot air, and like they they test it on a chair, and the chair blows up like a balloon. Uh, the seat of the chair. That's not very effective on Rip, by the way. Just spoiler alert. But it is effective <laughs> on one of the characters. How do we know? How do we know it's not effective? Cindy Pickett, Ferris Bueller's mom, does throw it and stick it on. She does like. Oh. Get one on rip. So, so I don't remember her getting. I don't remember her getting one off on the sweetie. Well, another bad thing that happens, Miguel Ferrer, like Ferrer, she he he detonates the nukes because he, he they're trying to like he's following procedure and it says if if they've been attacked, you need to detonate the nukes and he does, and that also and that, that, that limits their time on the sea base because it's gonna yeah. So he the South African guy gives him a, a rash of shit. Of course, they blown they blown shit up. They're trapped. The rip is in there, and they got to get back in there and solve it. And I love this. The South African doctor character, whatever his name is, he's sort of the brains of the outfit. He's got his own globe. He has a head injury, but that's the only thing that's good. He's fine other than the head injury. He's He's kind of the crankiest of the bunch. He's the one that wants to rush everything. He's kind of, honestly, in a weird way, as much as he takes out, you know, obviously the nuclear, it was a mistake, even though Miguel was following procedure. His name's Snyder, by the way, this has remembered, the, Miguel's character. But this this other guy was rushing the, the first stuff that led to the rip, right? Like he wasn't, he's wanting to get back home. So they both, everybody's kind of making mistakes. It's late in the game. Everybody's tired. The biggest mistake was made by Everhard and Evigan, though. They brought another human being into this world. Super Zoom. Let me tell you, son, let me tell you your birth story. It's a a little odd. Was Peter Weller and Amanda Pays involved? No. All right. I think that McCoy, right before he dies, I think one of the things he says is all set to get wet, which should have been the tagline of this movie. Absolutely. Unfortunately, it was used for swimming pool. (laughs) 
By the way, the, the shotguns that they bust out to confront Rip have like fins on them. Did you notice that? In I, a way, I guess to make them look more. I don't like think that's belong. the case. I, don't I know that, it, but you know they do have like. I guess I don't know it, to make them look like they're more water based. Okay, I love how Miguel Fer is act like he knows what he's doing, and then Everhart, the Navy SEAL, has to help him. Of course, yeah, I, I can't. Even, it's hard to believe he's even in. Like they give him one of the 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 things that you know blows. They're supposed to blow air and, and blow up the to blow up rip. It's hard to believe that they have him there, and that he's even would even go in the room because he's so, he's so afraid. Right. But they need him there so he can make a mistake. He does. Uh, and so Nuke, uh, I'm sorry, the Rip appears. Uh, and Nia Peoples make, is enjoying it, right? She's She lives for a minute. But anyway, I, this, whatever happens, old Miguel, he sticks his little, st- <laughs> his blow stick into the, into the, like, what, the English guy? What, what are we calling him? He's South African, but South yeah, African whatever. Guy. And blows his heart out. <laughs> it, it, it's not a fun day. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> and then he runs for it. He le- he shrieks and runs out of the room. And I, I think he kind of leaves. They close the door. It's like him and I think the doctor get out. And he closes the door. And then it leaves Evigan, Everhard, <laughs> and Peoples to battle Rip. And it whip pans over to Muller on. He's like, what a shame. <laughs> and Peoples doesn't make it out. In fact, Snyder has the moment where they're knocking on the door, or Miguel, and he won't open it. He's right. too panicked to open it, and the doctor opens it. So, yeah, it's it's mess, man. He's he's up him. He's he's playing the part of up him. Oh yeah, from Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yeah, could help, don't help. I think that was Spielberg's main influence. This movie on that, but you know, do you remember the name of the South African? I turned on the subtitles because there's a scene when he reappears in ghostly form. Okay. Oh, it's and, the best. And he's talking, and it says Van Gelder's ghost. <laughs> his name's Van Gelder, and he's he's haunting poor Miguel here, who's losing his shit. Yeah, but well, this he's is one just of, received. He's just received a needle from the doctor, so I guess he's reacting to it and having some loose. Yeah, the doctor. That's why I liked it. Like I said, this is like a small thing, but I did like how he's fucked up so much, and she still is trying to take care of him. Like she still yep. doesn't. She doesn't yeah, abandon pretty- him. You know, Evergreen gets frustrated. Punches the madness out of him. But she Oops, is yeah. trying to take care of him and, and get him rescued. And she doesn't. <laughs> uh, she tries, but what does he do? He runs away and decompresses to death. Yeah, he gets into a skate pod and she's like, you can't. It locks everybody out. And she's like, you can't do that. You haven't decompressed. And he's like, no, I think I can. I think I can make it. There's no way they didn't film like a scanner's head explosion for this. I know. There's, yeah. there's no way because they, they you see the stages leading to it and they whip out. Yeah, he he starts to um, yeah, it gets gross too. It's a tough it's a tough death. He starts to spring blood out of his skin and you know he's he's having a trouble. Uh, the pressure you could tell is really getting to him, and then they just kind of cut to a sound of like a person exploding right and, and then, then it, you see you see it rising towards the surface you know nothing good is happening in there it's a roughie i love miguel ferrer by the way night flyer kind of an underappreciated little movie he's in i'd love to watch that i haven't seen it in years but it is good and who's the who's the vamp in that oh i don't know isn't someone kind of good or no it's not howard night flyer yeah who is the vamp in that i thought it was just a monster it's a vamp it's a but it's a it's a monster it's a creature effect Somebody it is in a mask. I thought it was someone, a person. No, I mean, there's a person wearing it, but I don't think it's a celebrity. Yeah, you're right. That's a cool, kind of a cool looking. His mouth is gigantic. He's eating an airport in that movie. 
<laughs> he really is. And isn't uh, he plays like kind of an unscrupulous reporter, like kind of like works for the National Enquirer or something? Something like that, yeah. Then there were three, Nick. That's yeah, the doctor sure. and the happy couple. And the doctor gets to have hero moments. Yeah, and, and Evergen proposes. That's how you know he thinks he's going to die. She's changed to a, a tiny little top with a little barely strap holding it on. And yeah, well, he's, she has, she's in action hero mode for sure. Yeah, yeah not really. She he goes and he goes and swims around and, and goes to deal with a rip. But then Rip goes to see them instead. She gets a shotgun like she jumps up on like a cabinet and she gets a shotgun. A, a blast the doctor's off. more heroic though, I think. She is. Well, she she's the one trying to distract the creature so they can get away, and she ends up using those <laughs> she, paddles. Those she gets she gets choked out. She does, but she tries to like, she kind of electrocutes it. She puts it in the water. They're swimming. Yeah. She, she sacrifices herself for them to get away. And they, right after she's talking about them coming to visit her at her farm or whatever. Yeah. She knows it's over. She's not a dummy. She's like, I haven't bought this farm yet, but I'm about to. (laughs) They zoop up to the surface. They're fine. They have a little cute little, they decompress. Don't worry. They zoop up. They um, see a video readout of the downstairs exploding. He's like, it's going to take like, you know, a few minutes to get to the service. Let's get these clothes off and let's cloud up that kid's vision. (laughs) (laughs) So they hold hands on the way up and um, weirdly, they're they're weird. It's weird hand holding, though, if you noticed, they're shaking. It's, it's, it's she's tough. in the foreground and she kind of lifts her hand up. Sure. And he grabs it. It's, it's odd. But yes. And they're wet. Like they're, they have the wet look, which they're looking good. This is a handsome <laughs> yeah. couple. They get to the surface, Nick, and poof, man, it is a pretty day out. They are safe. Uh, they're relieved. Ernie wow. Hudson's getting killed off to the left. <laughs> <laughs> and who decides to surface with them? That's what I like. Rip! <laughs> Old Rip! It's like, and he says his first words in the movie. Don't forget about little old me. I'm hungry. Yeah, he follows him up and he attacks, and then it leads to a moment where, like, Evigan, you know, makes like gets gasoline in the water, lights it. It looks like he blows up with Rip. He doesn't. He surfaces. Yeah, you get this worried look from Everhard. She's she's like, oh shit. Um, I have to raise this baby on my own, but nope. I'm surprised he didn't stay under the water and just try to hide <laughs> behind some debris, <laughs> make his own death. But no, he climbs back into the boat, the little raft they have, I guess a little, whatever. They're fine. The end. Those little cuties. Should have been more uh, lovingly received over time, this movie. I think it's kind of grown in appreciation. I Oddly, kind of a romantic movie, though. Scream Factory ought to get their paws on it, you know? Yeah, I think that the Blu-ray that came out has did have some like special features, like a recent couple of recent interviews. They put some work into it at least. I'm, but, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna believe you. Yeah, there's like I think so. Who cares about a fucking interview? Like of Evigan and uh, Everhard, I'd watch it. Let's see what this is all about. You're not kidding. Commentary, commentary, isolated score, interviews, interviews, interviews. EPK. Yeah, this is a loaded little bitch. And they got a, they they somehow got an interview with Rip, <laughs> Rip of course. Oh, gain weight, gain weight for the role. It's a fun movie, man. I, I I was shocked, but I'm 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 happy that it that it's great. And it's too bad that I think I think Everhart is great. I think she showed up on. She was like a regular in some you know dopey TV series for a long time. So she she continued to work. But by the way, there are two taglines on the box. Not all aliens come from space. It's okay. bad. That's not a good one. Save your last breath. 
dot, 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 to scream. I mean, it's like Alien, right? A little bit. It's None of those are good. Not as good. Get ready to get wet or something? Yeah, all set to get wet. That's what it should I think, be. I think, I think the best tagline would be, here come Rip. Here come Rip. Yeah, we'll do. That's what we should do. We'll, uh, we'll let's, let's do those posters where we'll replace it with those taglines to get people to vote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the credits do ultimately roll. Kind of an uninspired credits, in my opinion. What are you talking about? Okay. Maybe you we didn't see, did. You didn't see the, the cereal that I like to eat at least <laughs> twice LC? a day? LC? Well, LC, who is that, Nick? Lowell Crisp. Lowell Crisp in this. It is a good cereal. Not bad. <laughs> You uh, you get uh, I mean, uh, one of the coolest last names I've ever heard of. You get hmm. MP. You find MP in there. Do I have MP? Are you talking about Mike Penwolf? <laughs> of course, I heard. What a great name, Penwolf. Do you see the guy that the, you hand him toast and it comes back hard? A little DT in here. <laughs> no, David Towster in the house. Nick. <laughs> you, do you see the guy who can never hold his shit together when you're telling a joke? Always interrupts you with a laugh. D DB. DB. I do not have DB. Daniel Blaha. <laughs> Always laughing at your jokes mid-scent. Yeah, this guy was here because they did shoot in the actual ocean. I don't know if you heard this. It was an expensive shoot, and people were getting stung left and right by the immortal jellyfish. <laughs> they had this guy with incredible initials on hand, PP. Don't have him. Paul Pisani, you know, <laughs> helping out, just drinking water all day, just ready, ready to aim and wash away the pain. You know, I mean, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. I love livestock. Let's, you know, one of my favorite hobbies. I can't believe he was here. One of my favorite hobbies. I saw his initials. RLW. I have it. I love to rick lamb westerly. You know what I'm saying? Just love to rick those lambs to the west. <laughs> you you've talked about it with me. You've you've seen the photos. Yeah. You know, you're on a trip. Go to see family, and you walk in the door, and you're like, hi. And then you just, the huge smell of like marijuana just wafting out. You're like, oh my God, really? Well, GH in here, Nick. Don't have it. Graham High in the house. <laughs> You're right. These are great credits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody loves MASH, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Alan Alda's great. Mm -hmm. RG, though. I have, I have RG. But Roger Good. Kane Hodder worked on this film, Nick. Did you he notice? Twice. Yeah, his name's on yeah. there twice. Legend. Kane Hodder. R.I.P.? No, he's still out there. Still coming? Steve, Steve Murphy interviewed him. For yeah, how'd it go? Did he like him? Oh, it was funny. Because uh, the, the, there was ice. <laughs> Kane Hodder was always a running joke. And so when we actually had the opportunity to interview him, I remember I have a photo. I don't have it anymore. But I had a photo of my caller ID on my on my landline with Kane Hodder's name on there, which was Steve. Oh, it's awesome. It was gl glorious. You know, Kane Hodder's big thing is his big, his big cosmetic thing is he always wears those gloves without fingers. Oh, okay. Cause he burned his hands, you know, in a thing. Like he works all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't, why did I think he died? You mean did another career. Jason die? Uh, maybe Richard Brooker. Uh, I don't know. He wasn't Jason very much, right? Like he wasn't Jason. He was much. Jason the most, I think. Was he, he the was most? In, like, Yeah. We can be done with the credits if you look. Really want to be. You got to get a tattoo from uh, Deep Star Six. Put some on your flesh. What are you doing? I mean, I'm just going to put a phrase. Okay. They should have listened to Scarpelli. You know, just across my back. And what's that mean? That's near people's 
character's name, oh, Scarpelli. Okay. In fact, I don't think she gets a first name. I think they just call her Scarpelli all the time. And in IMDb, that she's listed as that. Because if they had listened to her and they hadn't, you know, moved so yeah. quickly and and caused yeah. the mayhem, Rip wouldn't get gotten a release. They should have listened yeah. to her, right? Well, they had a choice: Nip or Rip. And they chose Rip. They chose both. Yeah, it's true. All right, mine's pretty cool. I got the bar from Star Wars on my back, and I've got uh, Luke and Ben together, and they're being tapped on the shoulder by a bearded guy. Dr. Evigan, I've juxtaposed. We're wanted men. That's incredible. Dr. Evigan, fuck off. Greg Evigan, replacing him. And he's there, huh? Yeah, hand Pondo oh. Baba. Yeah, just Man. little. Yeah. Evigan could have, just... he's old enough that he could have been, like he could have been very young and star. Like he, he could have been up yeah. for the role of Luke, I think. Look, man, you gotta have either a sequel or a stinger to this movie. What are you gonna do, dog? I'm making a sequel because this movie deserved a sequel. I'm making, You're right. I'm making Deep Star Seven, right? Okay. This time they're prepared. Okay. They're not gonna rush. They know that that monster went haywire in Deep Star Six. They're not making the same mistakes, right? Okay. This is Deep Star Seven. Everybody's listening to the scientists' baby steps, but all of a sudden, people are getting murdered. Oh no! One by one, oh, aboard no. the sea base, Nick in ways that kind of match gluttony seven deadly sins oh sorry wait how many deadly sins seven Seven. that's the name of the movie yeah yeah yeah. for some reason i was thinking of dante um anyway john doe on board in a Uh wetsuit oh no what do you think dave star seven i like it you did like it all right what what about you i I love it i'm doing a a stinger after the credits well we gotta pee on it <laughs> oh, Oz. Doctor is delivering the baby. Oh, man. And he says there's complications. And that's, he's like, I got some good news and some better news. The good news is he's got his father's eyes. The bad news is them, those, those crazy sea eyes. So your rips? The rips, baby. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I thought you were saying it was going to come out wearing a Purina Chow hat. And then he was like, uh oh. No, no, he's got his dad's eyes. Those crazy sea eyes. You think yeah. someone has that creature from this movie in like their garage? <laughs> you know? In their warehouse somewhere that's just. Yeah. It's just so like, that's funny. I've been to Bob's basement, Bob Burns's basement, which is yeah. a famous place. And I was, I just saw a picture on Facebook because uh, I'm friends with him on Facebook. He, he's still around. He was old when, I mean, yeah. and he would have it. He's the kind of guy that would have that. He would buy it. Well, no, he doesn't buy it. His he's just basically a curator of all those old. He's oh, okay. got the original King Kong armature, which I got to see in his house, and that's the kind of thing he would have in the corner. Would be Rip. That'd be the best. Yeah, I'd love to think that Rip is in somebody's shit, but I think reality is they probably tore Rip up. Are you looking Rip now? I'm trying to see it, but did you know that it has another name? Kevin, the <laughs> the Depladon. Oh, weird. We've been. Co- it's a. You're right. It's a Eurypterid monster, but the. They call it the Dela- Deplodon. That's stupid. I know. I got so used to calling it, the, calling it Rip. There's no way we're not calling it Rip. Look, man, you're in the movie. You've been at the running time of Deep Star Six. What shapes your performance take? I'm a crew member on on the ship. I keep to myself. You know, I'm a little quiet, a little shy, but a little jealous as well. I'm jealous of the romances are blossoming on the ship. You know, all the ladies are taken. I'm just sitting there watching Ev again, like put his arm around the shoulder of Everhard and I'm like sitting there just Everhard yourself shaking, shaking my head like what what why why can't it be me and then all of a sudden there's a new lady in town do you know what I'm talking about <laughs> there's a new lady on board old yeah. rip <laughs> and I got a shot you know what I'm saying not taken yeah. and so I just start to you know whenever we're supposed to shoot at it 
I'm shooting wide. Do you feel me? Like I'm not yeah. trying to hit it. So you call it. I go, guys, I go to the bathroom. I'm going to the bathroom real quick and drawing it, you know, just so <laughs> yeah. I can, so I can get it. Cause you know, it hides most of the time, but I, I'm from memory. I'm trying to get a picture. Yeah. I'm trying to romance the rope. Oh, right? it's so good. Yeah. What do you think? It's hot. And I, I get it. I do end up getting a kiss. The last kiss. Yeah. So, you're, and I'd never been kissed before. So I was like, is this supposed to hurt this much? Yeah. And then I'm inside the Europe's belly. I'm like, is this sex? Or I don't, you know, I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> is this sex? That'd be great. That's how the last words. Sh- yeah. You just hear, you hear me shouting from within the monster underwater. Is this <laughs> poor guy? Poor character. What about you? What, what character did you play? I'm about 40 miles away underwater sitting in my throne. I'm the unflinching, remorseless Poseidon himself. Oh, man. And I'm sitting in my, my, my throne, anemones wrapped around my feet, cleaning them, you know, <laughs> shells everywhere. And I, I, I hear a rumbling to the southeast about 40 miles, and I fucking cock my head, and I utter that famous Poseidon line, fucking rips at it again. <laughs> you fucking rip. I knew it. Just a quick cutaway to me at fucking rip. Doing it. <laughs> By the way, I don't think this is the first time you were Poseidon. <laughs> <laughs> In one of the movies we did. Now, I will say, adding those things that are cleaning its feet, his feet is new. Was it in the Was it in our episode Poseidon? We didn't do Poseidon, did we? Yes, we did. Did we? Think, no, I don't think we did. Mm-mm. We did that movie where they reference Poseidon, the Poseidon with Russell Crowe. It's that anyway with John. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I don't think we've. Done, I've, I don't. I, I don't think I'm ripping off myself, being an unflinching. I just think Poseidon. I'm not saying you rip. You're ripping off yourself. Rip. I'm just saying that you've played this character in another it movie was... before, <laughs> which so actually well. is incredible. Look, anyway. you have to have a business associated with Deep Star Six. How's he going to take that hard-earned? This is an easy one for me because when I was watching the movie, I kind of got – I just was admiring like admiring that suit that Matt McCoy wears to, you know, to get bitten and half in. Uh-huh. You know, to go out into the, into the, to the sea and like withstand the pressure and do work, you know, and breathe lots of air, be protected. I would make a lightweight version of that, that suit that you could just wear around outside. Okay. Yeah. It's because it's like an old-timey – it's what you think of whenever you think of like people in like the 18. It's like the evolution of a diving bell, right? Ex- yeah. And they're, yeah, it's just this gigantic, you know, it's got that big helmet just walking around like the Michelin man, you know, sort of like around town, but it's lightweight, kind of cool looking and, you know, classable enough where you can get in the car. It's not like, it's not cumbersome, even though it looks like it is. That's the technology like that we're, yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's what I'd sell. Breathable. What about you? I'm going to court the folks. I'm going to first, I mean, this is the order. I'm going to first court the people at Captain D's. Don't, if I don't get luck there, I'm going to court the people at Long John Silver's. Don't get luck there. I'm going to Arthur Treacher's. I don't get luck there. I'm about to quit. But right. I'm assuming one of those guys is going to come through, maybe Red Lobster. And I've just got these, I've come up with these crab meat. It's crab meat and conch meat twisted together with Old Bay seasoning. Mm-hmm. And then just a, the, the the thinnest wisp of seaweed tying it all together. Mm-hmm. And you deep fry those suckers and they are delicious. And I've got a little sauce that you could, you know, dip it into. Ketchup. And I'm, I'm just going to say, this is it, man. What do you think? Can you run a promotion? Yummy. A little rip, kind of rip inspired food. Deep fried, and, and, and it happens, and then you tie it into the movie. You call them Deep Star Sticks. Deep Star Fried, too. Deep Star Sticks. I, I get it. And you fry them, and they eat them. Yeah, but not Rip wasn't actually injured. Like, you didn't actually go out and get a real real rip. You're, and 
No, but you, it's it's inspired by the original. It's rip light. Yeah. You think this yeah. is what rip would taste like? That doesn't work. I go to McDonald's with it. We call it the McRip. I can't imagine a world where Arthur Treacher's is pushing you out the door. <laughs> Don't come yeah. back here, you motherfucker, with this shit. No, they would be open arms and listen to anything. Yeah. Arthur Treacher's, right? Yeah. Do they do they ever change it up, those guys? I, clean it up? I don't know what they do, honestly. I don't know if they've replaced the oil since I was a child. If they're fryers. I mean, it's right. incredible that they're still going. What a name, too. Arthur Treacher. It's one of the best names. It sounds like a how, superhero name. How know? many other foods rhyme with creature? The mysterious, the grim warrior has revealed to be Arthur Treacher. You know, that's yeah, exactly. Actually, let's be honest. If you had a super group of Captain D, Long John Silver, and Arthur Treacher, it'd probably be one of the best things that's ever happened. That's true. It sounds like a badass group. All right. Um, They're sent to kill Bubba Gump. Uh, look, what's a fistine of this? What would you do fistine for this? Yeah, it's the easy ones. There's so what many is easy ones. I mean, Deep Star 9 is a good one. I got Deep Star 69. Balls of Deep Star 6. I got D- Dick Hard Sex. Porn version of this movie. They didn't make one somehow. But do you think it's because there was already romance in this and they're like, yeah? I think it's because they didn't know this movie existed because no one no, saw it. Of course they did. Deep Star 6 Triple X? imagine what else you got? i wish you that they would like go after movies like this for for the for porn that'd be great they just do like barbie triple x or something you know whatever go after yeah. deep star six right to yeah. clam instead to the, yeah what All yeah right. i don't know what do you what do we what do you think i like your last one it's insane <laughs> dick hard sex yeah that's insane. okay it's insane okay <laughs> What do you would you consider the Millennium Falcon of this movie? It's a good question. This has been a tough question for me to answer the last bunch. Maybe we should kill it. I like saying the Millennium Falcon though. Maybe we should kill it though. Mine's water. <laughs> I mean seconded. <laughs> but I mean I was thinking maybe the spaghetti strings hanging out of that suit, spaghetti spaghetti strands or whatever, his guts. His bell, yeah. His ripped in half. Literally. Like, what else What else would it, would it be? And there's nothing that really iconic, obviously, from this movie. I think that the scene that I did remember was the, was that his death, uh, Miguel, his death. I did remember that. I think an, under, an unsung is their commute to work, having to ferry back and forth between indistinguishable undersea things. Pretty amazing. That's pretty great. W- but water. I mean, rip himself? Could that be the one you're fucking? No, it can't be. Or in, none of the ships were that cool, right? Like I know, of, I got it, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Okay, it's even the same initials: the Miguel Ferrarian, the Miguel Miguelian Ferrelkin. That's it. Yeah, well, and, and since he's a, he's he is an actual legend, he is a great actor. Yeah. R.I.P. By the way, maybe he should be the Millennium Falcon of this movie, just so we yeah. can kind of herald him a little bit. Fine, I'm good with that. Or water. <laughs> Last but not least, Yarn and I have been trapped all these many years gathering debris from films, and now it's time to take something from Deep Star 6, which you bring in. I mean, I, I thought about this a lot, and I think it's time. I think I'm bringing the name Deep Star 6 to my island, and I think I'm calling my <laughs> island Deep Star 6. <laughs> I don't think I've named it yet, right? And I, I want to, I'm going to name it Deep Star 6. Oh, my God. That's so cute. That's a great idea. I didn't I mean, think it, about it. Set in stone. I don't think we've ever named our islands. That is fantastic. I think you nailed it. That is so good. You like that? I do. I do. I love that. I love that you that you use this to name your damn island. That's ingenious. A little bit of a tribute, too. Like I said, unexpectedly, uh, really enjoyed this one. So, yeah. Hats off. 
And my, now my island as a tribute is named after you. That's off to the filmmakers and the cast. And the, and the so, writers. I know we're going to get an acceptance speech while we're sitting here. Kane Hodder, thank you. <laughs> nice gloves, you weirdo. Water, thank you. Well, I'll give you a personal opportunity on the on the regular to, to thank a particular member of the cast. Okay. Over on my island. Oh, no. Who's getting over there? Look, I'm a lonely guy on this <laughs> island, and I need something sexy. Something without a bra. In the sand, legs akimbo. What? Getting some sun, looking hot. Okay. Every once in a while, I will cozy up to there, but more importantly, I'm, I'm gazing into it. I'm getting it a look from every angle. I'm listening. What's the reveal? Sweet as the day is young, glistening in the sunlight, sweet ass, slathering it in some sunblock. Oh, you're and, helping. Protect it. Okay. Yeah. Protect him or her. Yeah. I don't know who you're bringing. You know what I'm bringing. Rip? Himself. <laughs> Legs akimbo on the beach. Hear me out. Kind of cute. Do you, you put your ear by him yet? No. Why? You hear his ear by his like where his stomach might be. No. Is this sex? A <laughs> little character. You brought I him as well. Can you imagine? You wake up from a dark sleep. You don't, you're still haven't got, you still haven't gotten your bearings. You look over and you see the most weird makeshift pickleball match going on on the beach. Me and pick. Me and old rip ass. Legs akimbo. Eyes looking all squirrely. I'm like breaking my heart every time i look at him and he's like he's learning to to not be so he's re, he's keeping his like instincts in check he's learning to be to love and to he's be not a, he's he's an innocent friend he's not i didn't say he wasn't innocent i never criticized his instincts <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing you know because the great thing is here's the here's the thing immersing him in constant light right takes away his trigger oh that's right yeah yeah because he's really constant. he goes nuts when there's light around yeah right constant light and now he has to go dip into the water to refuel his wet body that's another moment to watch but he's surprisingly is it is it do you find that he can just hang out more and more on the sand oh yeah yeah. longer and longer yeah by the way he has a bad day he starts to stink up boom regenerate you know every morning right i need it yeah yeah. actually there's a part of me that's thinking maybe around eight o'clock at night rip's Mm -hmm. not looking i start to get some butter and melt it you know, I get oh, some, you, yeah, yeah, because he's going to regenerate anyway. Right. Yeah. He's like, what? what's that smell? That is the smell of melting butter at some a, che- a cheddar biscuit being baked. You could perfect storm him, too, like when he's not looking. <laughs> Ice him? Yeah. No, per- perfect storm. Like, remember they sh- they shot yeah. they, they shot the shark with a shark? <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck out of him, yeah. Blows his fucking head off. <laughs> so you could do the rip. Yeah. Why are you You're, approaching me with melted butter and a baseball bat? I don't understand. Yummy, Tommy. Yeah, you. <laughs> but he regenerates every day to be yeah. eaten by you, to be befriended, taken care of, and then eaten by you every day. My last word at the end of the night is RIP. My first word in the morning is rip. I mean, do you ever get sick of rip? That's what's so great is I don't have to do it every time. Yeah, I do like that about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you kill him anyway. <laughs> you just don't eat them. <laughs>